What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking into identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson, and with me is Logan Eaton, Carolyn Anderson, and Juliana. My good homeboys and homegirls, what is happening? Oh, the mic, mic has moved to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, yeah, we're sharing mics. Sharing seats. I was just talking about how I needed a snack. And sharing blocks of cheese. <laughs> Definitely. Or shredded cheese. Shredded so what cheese. is what would be better to bring? Shredded? The Velveeta block. Are you gonna or sliced? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you bring like a big straw with the shredded cheese so it, <laughs> so it didn't get all over the place? Yeah. <laughs> Chopsticks, maybe. <laughs> You just need the little cheese cubes. <laughs> Chopsticks with the shredded cheese. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> kind of like noodles. Some of it's kind of like noodles. Tiny noodles. Like those Asian noodles? <laughs> like really long shredded pieces of cheese? No. Are you talking about string <clears throat> cheese? No, just You're talking about goat cheese. The, shred- the thick shredded, not the thin. Llama not cheese? Long. They're like little. Llama cheese? <laughs> no. No, the, the thick shredded cheese. Elephant, the elephant cheese. <laughs> Do elephants make cheese? I might have to take that one away. <laughs> Do, you <know? laughs> Do you know the difference between the thick slice and the thin slice shredded between cheese? Between an There's elephant and a llama? Shredded. Yes. <laughs> yes, the yes. finely shredded. It's thin. You can eat those with chopsticks. The Mexican blend? Oh. Yeah, that is good. Mozzarella is best. You get more for your buck on the Mexican blend. You That's get different you get variety. <laughs> but you get more for per pound with the Velveeta block. <laughs> Get a little stomachache. When was the last? When one. was the last time you had a Velveeta block? When <laughs> was the last time you cracked that baby open and just started just biting? My mom. Before my mom knew that it was terrible, that's what we ate at, like when we were younger. Like slices of Velveeta? No, like you'd cook like with it. Slices like of recipes. lard? What is like that? A casserole. Queso. We do use lard. We use lard. <laughs> you spoonfuls. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> no. We, when you yeah, butcher, stuff's yeah. really sticky. <laughs> When you butcher pigs, you get you can have a choice of get the lard or not. You can get the lard from the butcher or not. And <laughs> we always get the lard. <laughs> and we cook with it. And it's lard that we raise. It's our lard. <laughs> you have little baby lards? <laughs> no. no, when we butcher a pig, we keep the lard and we cook with it. Like we've got jars and jugs of it. I know. You call your lard a pig? No, I call the pig ploppy. <laughs> Learn new things. <laughs> ploppy? Yeah, floppy? that was one of our pigs. That's what floppy. I called him. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to name them if you're then going to eat them. Right, well, I thing? can handle it. <laughs> I'm not five anymore. That's <laughs> 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 because you, you don't actually butcher them. <laughs> <laughs> we did one time. You did one it time? Was terrible. It was oh. amazing. It was terrible. Yeah, we tied it to a post, shot it, and then we had to like, you know, skin it, burn all the I hair off cry. and everything. Mm. It was mm. it was not a good experience, Mm-mm. but I still ate it. That makes you want to curl up with a good block that of makes velvet. You, <laughs> <get some> velvet. <laughs> you 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 have yeah, tell me does. you have not put a block of that in the microwave and melted it. I can't say like o- over like a bowl of chips or something. <laughs> yeah, like made a good queso. queso or something. Yeah, yes, that that is a thing. I, I, I have you. Chili, I've never yes. done it, but the I just the thought you might have. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about the casseroles. <laughs> well, yeah, we never had the luxury of quesadilla dip. <laughs> Eat your dang quesadilla. We weren't, we weren't allowed to have tortilla chips. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> or Mexican blend cheese, for that matter. Yeah. We didn't buy like sh- actual shredded cheese until like the 2000s. That's because shredded cheese well, did not really exist at the store, I don't think. Really? I probably not. What existed was the hand shredder where you'd grind <laughs> your where you ah, you'd cheese grater. Yeah. Is there an automatic one now? What? No. It's called you. Your kids. Yeah, I think oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't yeah. you you it sounded like it was like it's some ancient tool, ancient artifact, the cheese grater. It is. One. We have one. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> We don't still use, use it. It's ancient. Actually, I don't. I buy shredded. I don't even use mine. <laughs> Missing out. Why buy a block when you can buy it shredded? Yeah. It saves time and money. And goats. And your time is money. Buy it shredded. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that's funny. That's a serious that's a serious statistic. Velveeta? Yeah. Shred it. Or shred buy it shredded. Shred instead it. Of shredding shred Velveeta? <laughs> yeah, you probably can't. I don't think so. It's yeah. a little slick. <laughs> so, okay. What did you guys do today or <laughs> eat today? <laughs> I talked about my life. <laughs> I mean, our eight-year-old did ask to shred <laughs> something with the grater. I'm not kidding. He got it out. Jeez? and w- Well, I think he wanted to shred chocolate to save for later <laughs> for ice cream Sundays. <laughs> he was planning ahead. Yeah, that the, the is not d- as weird as it sounds. The shredder, the grater, what is it called? Grater. I think it's a grater. It, it, it so did cheese, come up. Cheese grater? The cheese yeah, cutter? it did come up in natural <laughs> conversation. Yeah. I didn't let him I, do it, though. I might go try that. I might go to buy some Hershey's and shred it at home just to see. Just watch your fingertips. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you got to get that baking chocolate, like the bricks. Mm. What? What? <laughs> what, what, what? Or you could, like just, Hershey's bar? you could just get frosting. No, you can yeah, buy, like, true. melting chocolate. And that's what I'm saying. It's like about. a... Sp- it's, it's like, like a, a brick? brick of chocolate. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you no, could, way. you could make a house out of it too. <laughs> like no it's way. thick, like it's, it's like a Hershey's bar, but thicker. Like yeah, ish. Yeah, it depends. Why Think of an know, ice cube know, tray. What yeah, aisle is that? Kind of like that. Kind of. Oh really? In the baking <laughs> aisle. Aisle six in Aldi. Aldi does not carry that. Actually, no, they, they do. Don't. They definitely do. <laughs> I've what? gotten it before. What do you know? Oh my God, Mr. Aldi doesn't oh even my know. Gosh. Doesn't even know. I have stocked those shelves <laughs> and stolen so many other boxes. I would know what's in there. I just bought a a generic vacuum cleaner off of the uh, that one aisle that's got all the miscellaneous. Did you really? No, I didn't. <laughs> you thought about it though. I did. Then you got too cheap. I always think about <laughs> buying stuff on that aisle, but I'm like, ah, it's a dangerous I aisle. Know. Yeah, this might break. Vacuum, Velveeta block. <laughs> priorities. It really just comes down to priorities. Does Aldi actually have the Velveeta block? Have you looked for that? Uh, like they might brand. not. They just have blocks. <laughs> Friendly Farms. They, they just don't have the Velveeta. Like they don't plastic block? I think Velveeta is plastic. I think that's I why they don't <laughs> carry it. <laughs> yeah. There was this butter in Australia. And I, don't, I don't know where somebody came up with this, but they're like, it, it was like one molecule away from being plastic. I think that's margarine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think that's margarine. Probably. I think you're onto something here. <laughs> I, I heard something. Your lard is probably better for you than... I oh, know Martin. it is. <laughs> I know it is. That is not even a question. <laughs> we have tubs of lard. If you want some lard, I can get you lard in a tub. <laughs> it's good to cook with. Named Floppy. Pop, poppy. Ploppy. 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 Yeah. It, 
I've told you about that pig. That pig weighed so much that it couldn't stand up. That was the guy you fed like cakes to. <laughs> yeah, he had the life. He had the life. <laughs> All he had to do was lay there and just get cakes thrown at him. <laughs> he had to lay there because he couldn't stand up. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It wasn't his choice to be there. His belly was no. so big it was longer than his legs. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> So besides shredding some chocolate, what else did you guys do today? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but I Juliana, Juliana's got some stuff cooking. Oh, I do have some stuff cooking. What's cooking? Did you What's leave cooking? the oven on? No, I didn't. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I did not. I hope not. Mm. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> Melting that. It's never good to come cheese. back home and see your oven smoking. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> I've been there four times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So Juliana, you started a a Bible study at uh, at BGSU. I sure did. Um, we started up a new Bible study for fitness enthusiasts um, at the Rec. Um, so we meet. Actually, we meet at the Rec Center, which is a bonus. But um, through my story and just the experiences I've had throughout college um, as well as my life um, that's been a big part of my story and so thought that those students were not quite being targeted well at, uh, at our school and so designed a group last year um, and this is our first year first full year starting that up and so it's been really neat just to meet the students and uh, learn more about them and how to serve them best yeah that's awesome Bam. yeah so you did do some last year um, we did a trial <laughs> We did a two-week trial um, just to kind of see if we would actually get students um, and if people would be interested in it. And we prayed for 10 people to come and got about 50 yeah. the first wow. night. So it was, uh, it was a big answered prayer for that. But, um, yeah, nice. we've been having a lot of new students come in, and so it's been really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and this year you averaged around 40. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, around 30, 40. It depends on the night, but yeah. it's been really neat to see new faces and uh, as well as a lot of leaders throughout H2O, they've been coming, which is neat. So it's a big, a wide variety of students. Yeah, that's awesome. That's real awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, any kind of athlete, though, it's, do you notice like a, a discipline difference or like a... I don't know, like a mindset difference when you're meeting with athletes than maybe just other people. I mm -hmm. know a lot of athletes that are just so mentally focused and yeah. such a mental um, aspect of being an athlete. That do you do you notice that? Do you guys talk mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, we talk. Yeah. Um, we plan on talking a little bit about that a little bit more this year. But it's been really cool because a lot of them just come up and they're so interested on what that next step looks like or how yeah. they can grow. Um, and it's just neat because a lot of times like within training and stuff like that, it's like, what is that next thing I can do to be better? And so mm -hmm. um, you can really see that discipline aspect, um, which is really neat just because they understand training and growth. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that Repetition. they Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That they can bring um, into their faith, which is really neat. Um, yeah. And so they're yeah, they're definitely a disciplined group and really just looking for kind of like that next step of how they yeah. can grow, how they can continue to um, even just be stretched in their faith and be challenged. Yeah. Do you guys actually do like exercises while you're, or like after, before? Yeah. Yeah. Really? So, wow. um, That's sometimes, sweet. sometimes we'll have nights where we'll just do group workouts, uh, which is super fun where we just kind of get together and do stuff. Sometimes we'll go before, after group. Um, really? I always try to let people know like, Hey, if you're looking for somebody to 
work out with or you need help awesome. um, or you want just kind of guidance on how to do that. Um, yeah. I enjoy doing that. And so it's been super fun just kind of coaching some people through that. But really we nice. try to incorporate some kind of some fun like games and yeah. stuff just yeah. to get that going but yeah. it is mainly just like a bible study focus um yeah and we talk a lot about like some of the struggles that students would face um within that community like body image and oh, um, sure. even just like our speech that we're talking about ourselves, um watching our words and even just like what it looks like to be disciplined in our faith mm-hmm. and so yeah it's really neat just being able to make those connections yeah totally do you guys have like some some non-athletes that are just interested in fitness Mm-hmm. Yeah, through? so we're mostly just a fitness group. Oh, sure. Um, we have another another Bible study for like that's specifically for our athletes, but we like to mm. do stuff together sometimes. But most of our students are um, kind of all on their own journey within fitness. So we get we have a student who's training for American Ninja Warrior. Uh, he's wow. crazy. It's so fun um, having him. And then we have people that are just starting to kind of get into fitness and really yeah. trying to learn how to be healthy. And so it's really uh, neat just to be able to come together and see like how everyone has that one goal of growing right. in their, um, physical fitness and their health. And so, right. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, that is awesome. I just had the image of like taping the Bible to the bench press bar and like <laughs> re- trying to read it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. As Maybe that's not going. what you guys do. <laughs> Sometimes we have fun challenges and we'll do crazy games. It's nice. a fun, it's a very energetic group. Like it's just like, I don't know. That seems like cool. That is really cool. Gym monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The old gym monkeys. <laughs> Oh, sweet. Well, tonight, yeah, I thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, the expectation of greatness. I was listening to this podcast by Chris Valton, who was talking about this. And, um, yeah, he was just talking about how there's some people who kind of have an expectation of greatness on them, right? Like, depending on maybe where they've been, where they're going, or maybe what their last name is, right? So, you get some kind of people who go to prestigious colleges such as, you know, Harvard or Yale or name, whatever college you like. And, and there's this expectation that the people who go to these schools would go on to become lawyers or judges or senators, you know, get into Congress, uh, you know, somehow serve the public, you know. Um, and likewise, you know, people who have, you know, um, with the last names like Kennedy or the Bushes or, um, you know, uh, these kind of more like prestigious families, if you will, there's kind of like this expectation that uh, the people in this family line would go on to do great things. and They, they wouldn't just uh, live a life for themselves, but they would somehow serve the public, serve their nation, serve their country, serve and serve the people in it. And, um, yeah, and the, the idea is, like, there's an expectation of greatness, like, on the life of the people of the kingdom of heaven. Like, there's an expectation in heaven that the people who belong to it would use their life and develop it to the point that the influence of the kingdom of heaven would overtake everything else and uh yeah it's just it's interesting to think about um these people 
and that expectation and kind of like what creates that expectation um, and how do people then um, really get into a life that then is like it's focused on serving the public. It's, uh, you know, they go to events and they do different things and they hang out with groups of people um, who are all doing similar things, who are all trying to have an impact and somehow solve some kind of problem. And uh, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about that in terms of the expectation of greatness and we think about ourselves and this world and all that mayhem? Yeah, I, I think uh, um, I think about like the family name. I was just kind of thinking about like usually it's pretty specific what you do. Like if you have the last name is Kennedy or maybe something like that, it's like you're going to you're going to go into politics and you're going to be great at it. Or if maybe it, your last name is Campbell's and that's like soup. you're going to go into <laughs> soup or something. <laughs> the canning industry. <laughs> yeah, the ma- yeah, yeah, manufacturing <laughs> soup or something. <laughs> but you like it's <laughs> if your last name is Belvita, yeah. you're going to go into the cheese industry. <laughs> Liquid gold. <laughs> <laughs> but usually it's like specific what the expectation of greatness is coming in from a family. So mm. I think I just think like when you, you talked about like the kingdom of heaven, like that's never like a, I don't know, like a broad thing that's confusing. It's never supposed to be confusing or broad or vague. It's pretty specific. Like, uh, you know, that the expectation of greatness is, is, you know, whatever you whatever you do, you're going to you know do your best at it. It's going to influence people. It's going to help change the world it's gonna um just make make things a better place um so it's it's always specific like i think um society kind of puts this expectation maybe not of greatness but puts an expectation on you that's vague and it's broad and it's based on like fear like if you don't become a professional you're gonna live in scarcity and and you're never gonna do anything great so it's like when we talk about like great expectation of greatness there's there's got to be a um specificity of it or specificity of it but it's got to be specific and and it's got to be not fear-based so like some people might hear like oh expectation of greatness oh my gosh what do i got to do what do i got to do what do i got to study should i go to school or not but it's like it's never it's never fear-based like society puts that fear-based expectation not so much of greatness but like just an expectation of like you better go to college and become a professional or you're going to live in scarcity and lack your whole life and so then people freak out they don't know what to study and then they get into this cycle of like okay i don't really feel like i'm pursuing greatness in anything so so yeah i just think it's got to be specific and it's got to not be fear-based like it's not confusing it's not it's not vague so that's kind of what i thought though yeah yeah that expectation it's not it's not like a performance based in the sense of like Oh, what will people think? Or, um, yeah, motivated out of some kind of weirdness. It's more motivated out of this high level of responsibility of what you actually have the capabilities of doing. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like the, like Grant Cardone talks about, it becomes an ethical reality of like, if you're being, you know, I'm being unethical if I don't live up to my full potential, if I don't realize what's in there, if I don't like cultivate these dreams and turn them into reality, if these things that I think about nonstop and I don't, if, if I neglect them or overlook them or, um, 
yeah, just straight up um, ignore them, then I won't be living up to the expectation. I won't be living up to my full p- potential or capacity, right? Like there, it's it's based off a of responsibility, not off of what will other people think mm. or just some outward pressure. And I think too, like if you go back to just thinking about the kingdom as a whole, like remembering that we are part of God's family. Um, and with that, like we can look throughout the Bible and it shows us these are the things that God has given us to do. Um, and like we are so unique because God created us in his image. He created us to reflect him and to be an image of him on this earth. And so like just thinking about how like we can come onto this earth and love and serve those people and like how that is our expectation. Like that is what God has designed us to do. And so um, just kind of thinking about what does that look like in your life and like how can we be doing that best and even like going back to the Great Commission of just going out to the world and just loving on others, serving them and helping them um, Mm -hmm. find Jesus. Like that is our job. That is what we were designed to do. And so just going back to the, the root of all of it, of why we are here, why we are designed to do what we do. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. We have the opportunity to kind of set, set the example, Mm -hmm. set the example. And um, people see that, um, and the, I think you stand out when you're pursuing those things. Like you stand out when you're pursuing greatness and something's different about you. Um, especially in a, in a society or in a world that wants to just kind of stay, you know, um, at a certain level or just be content with, you know, or I, I don't know, just, just a, 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 in, a, in a world where people don't want to take accountability or, or don't want to face that responsibility that they have to, to um, go do something great or be you know max out their capacity but so you stand out you set the Mm -hmm. example i think and i think that's like the coolest thing is that like we are called to stand out we are called to be unique and to do those things for christ we're called to go do these crazy things go live on mission and like that's not something that you see every day um and it's cool that we can set that example of this is what god calls us to do and we're going to follow him whether or not it's something small or something out of this world and so it's crazy that we have that opportunity to serve a God who just gives us these opportunities and just allows us to follow him and to trust him through them and so I think it's just cool that we can be that example for somebody and they might see that and be like oh I want to do that too like how can I do that um so then we can be even leading them into a faith and helping them see how they can do that too yeah totally yeah for sure what do you think Carolyn (laughs) Mike has moved. It's my <laughs> Pass the mic. I'm on the spot now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Were you zoned out? <laughs> I wasn't zoned out. I was listening. Um, yeah, I I don't know that I have a thought. <laughs> <laughs> no Trying to stir one up here, but it's, it's evading me. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, what? Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> what would Mr. Yeah. Velveeta say to well, himself? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple things um, that just I can think about in the moment um, that creates this uh, environment of the expectation of greatness. Um, and one, there's a standard, right? There's a standard, kind of like you were talking about, Logan. There's a there's a standard of like. Like even like we were talking about with the name, it's like, this is our name. This is 
like what we do. Our family gets into this kind of genre, this kind of business and whatever. And, and we affect some kind of change. So there's, there's a standard, but there's a standard of a high responsibility level. And the fact that like, sometimes you can get into like, um, abundance or affluence or, um, whatever, but it's like affluence influence and you think, okay, so from this place of abundance, we have a responsibility not to just sit here um, and do nothing, but we have the responsibility to use what we have, to increase what we have, and then use it to serve uh, the purpose of our life. And so there's that standard that's set. And then with that set standard, then there's the discipline and the focus, right? Cause so instead of wasting time, you have to use that time to grow in knowledge, to grow mm-hmm. in understanding, to grow in ability and skill. You need to go to, um, yeah. I mean, you just think about whatever. I mean, these different, um, groups, these different seminars, these different, um, um, I don't know in my mind when I'm thinking about like all this affluence, I'm thinking about like charity balls and whatever, whatever kind of stuff these people get into. It's like you go there, you go there because you need to mix with other people who have that same high standard of responsibility. You have to mix with these people who have these crazy ideas, right? That aren't limited um, by anything who don't think in terms of limitations. They think of, is it worth it? And if it's worth it, if it's viable, if it can solve a problem, then we're going to get into it, right? So that environment of the expectation of greatness first has a standard of like, this is what we do with our lives. Then there's the discipline of growing in your ability to then live that out. And then there's the actually applying that as well as like continuing to mix with other people who are doing it, but then also to straight up just get into it. So, yeah, kind of like you were talking about, um, you know, you, you look at the Genesis, right? And God said, uh, you know, when God made Adam and Eve or God made Adam, uh, he said, you know, he, he blessed them and said, uh, have dominion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, right? So be fruitful. We're talking about producing things of value multiply and fill the earth we're talking about making babies as well as increasing um essentially what was in the garden so that it would spill over and into the rest of the world right so then that word subdue right uh be fruitful multiply fill the earth and subdue it subdue it means to bring into bondage to bring into conformity so we're talking about creating the rest of the world to look like the the garden of eden and that was the mandate and the mission and the purpose of mankind that god gave them right and so jesus right reestablishing and kind of re um bringing back to the original um jesus says go into all the world and make disciples of nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So similarly, right, we have a standard. Increase, create things of value, multiply, fill the earth, go into all the world, and cause it to be conformed to me, right? He says, make disciples of nations. A disciple is a student. It's a learner. 
right? Because exactly like what you're talking about, where it's like you start getting into these things and everybody's like, oh, crap. It's like it because what you're doing is function. And that function speaks to the potential that's inside of them. They're like, Frank, I could do that too. And it's like, yes, yes, you could, right? Make that's that's that learner. Then it's like, oh, Frank, what you know, what else? You know, tell me more kind of concept. But it's like, it's these things, right? Going into the world. Jesus said it like this, right? He said, in, in terms of like, what do you do and how do you serve it? Jesus said, as you go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper leper and cast out the demons right and then tell them that the kingdom of heaven came upon them so that's like the red cross showing up to a disaster relief being like hey we got food we got clothes we got blankets oh and by the way we're the red cross right so you go out there you solve some problems like you 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 cause people to taste and see the function of the kingdom the the influence the culture uh, the extravagance of the kingdom of heaven. And then you're like, Hey, just so you know, that's the kingdom. And people are like, Oh, that's delicious. That is like the best Velveeta I have ever had. <laughs> I've got a thought now. <laughs> Move the mic back over for something for real. Um, yeah, I was thinking about just this concept of like, we weren't just created to survive. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's this tendency to, um, I kind of that inward, like get the resources to, to really just survive is the word that keeps coming to my mind instead of thrive, which is, you know, when you, when you are seeking out, um, all that God has for you and, and you really are living a life on purpose, um, which is what we're all about here at BT, but just the concept that um, you, you know, our life is not made to look like, okay, I'm just getting through the day. I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, it's like we, we are here for a purpose. And that is, that's beyond just like, I mean, yes, we all have different responsibilities in our life that, um, you know, take, take time, but just that the, like the ultimate goal of everything that you're doing is on purpose beyond just like, I, you know, I, I'm, lacking the example but um j i'm just thinking about my own life even just like taking care of the kids and keeping mm -hmm. up with the house and it's like but my goal is not just to survive the day and then okay tomorrow's a new day we're going to start it all over again but this concept that um that our our life has purpose and it's this greater purpose this expectation of greatness that that looks like in your everyday life in the things that you have your gifts and callings in um i mean even if it's just the season where you are a mom and you're out in the community with your kids and you can be displaying the kingdom in the way that mm -hmm. you are a mom with your kids or um, it, in your area of expertise that you're, whether you're in business, whether you're in school, that whatever you're at, whatever you're doing, that you are displaying like the greatness of God in your season of life um, and in as you're pursuing your purpose and what, you know, really those deep down gifts inside, deep down gifts that are inside of you that God put there that we're, you know, pulling out that, you're going to live out to your fullest potential. Yeah, I think it's so cool that like God created all of us with those unique gifts, with those unique passions so that we can gravitate towards those people because we all have things we enjoy in life, similar to lifted. Like I enjoy fitness. And so coming together with those people, learning together and growing together, that is a way of bringing people in and showing them who God is. But also I think it's cool, similar to what you were talking about of just, 
we're called not only to just learn and grow ourselves, but we're called to do that for others and to help them and to love them. I mean, it says in the Bible, love God and love others. And so how are we doing that That in our life? How are we serving the people around us and bringing them in as well? Yeah, that's good. It, it takes that beyond the survival to the thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it takes it from the inward, the inward focus to the, the really outward. Like you're mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. In so order that, that we can exactly yeah absolutely and i think like that's something that a lot of the world doesn't do is a lot of our our focus is how can i be helping myself how can i be benefiting for me but i think it's cool in our faith that it, we take that focus away and we say how can we be helping and loving others and showing them christ through that mm-hmm. yeah making others great you know that your expectation mm-hmm. of greatness is to display the kingdom so that other people can do that too instead right. of maybe when it's of this world or of you know mm-hmm. our culture would be just to become great so that you can live a comfortable life right absolutely and even thinking <laughs> yeah even thinking of just like those disciples that make disciples that make disciples of we are here we have been built up through christ so that we can pour into another person who hopefully pours into another person and that's how we create that community is when we love those people and when we're welcoming them in and teaching them all that God has taught us so that they can do the same so that they can be unique so that they can show them Christ through that, um, which is just, it's awesome. It's crazy that we have that opportunity and that gift just to serve people in that way. Yeah. I was thinking about a interesting thought the other day. Um, it's probably, you guys think about this all the time too, but, I was thinking about um, embassies. <laughs> yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? I guess I'm thinking like an uh, embassy, like a like a uh, a f- yeah. So let's just pretend if you were in France, you could go to an American embassy. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, okay. that kind of an embassy, <laughs> like an assembly. No, <laughs> it's probably more like Belveda. Yeah, an assembly of your countrymen. Okay. In a foreign country. Is it is an embassy? Embassy. Okay. Embassy. All right. Yeah. I didn't pay attention in math oh or science gosh. or Social geography. Studies. <laughs> <laughs> Social One of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and it's uh, what's it called? Embassy. I was going to say assembly. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all confused. <laughs> uh, an embassy. Yes, an embassy. Bam, an embassy. They're interesting, right? So you could go to a foreign country. Let's just pretend we went to France. And you could go to an American embassy. Now, as soon as you step on to that American embassy, you step onto American soil. When you step onto that American soil, you step into the rights and privileges of that government. That government is working in that little building that's like you're in like a little slice of America, even though you're in a foreign country. Now, like I said, right, there's rights and privileges that you have inside of your own country of origin, country that you're a citizen in. Well, I was thinking about the same, right? Jesus said the kingdom of heaven, it's in you. Well, so it's like you become like the embassy of the kingdom of heaven, right? So, in that embassy, in that temple, in you, right, is is the 
the culture of the kingdom of heaven. To the degree that your mind is continually being renewed is to the degree of like the release of the power and culture of the kingdom. But you're, we become that embassy, if you will, where like we become the soil of the kingdom of heaven. And so, but that's wherever you are, right? In, in this foreign country that we call the world, which just is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But you become the embassy and people then get to taste, right? You give people the access to this rights and privilege, privileges that are in the kingdom. I mean, you introduce people to forgiveness. You introduce people to wholeness. You introduce people, right, who are hanging out in brokenness that come and find wholeness. And, um, yeah, it's just like the power of the kingdom of heaven in you is massive, right? And there's an expectation that you would use what you have and the power and the connection you have to affect change, to cause things to be conformed to the way the kingdom of heaven functions. Yeah. It's just like you are, you become kind of the access point. You, wherever you go, you bring the power. Wherever you go, you're bringing that authority. You're, you're the, you know, Paul talks about, right? Like he's like, we're ambassadors as if God himself is making his appeal through us. Like we're, when you're sent by the King or by your government as an ambassador, you go on his behalf. So whatever words you're speaking, they're from the perspective of the one who sent you, right? You're not talking about your own perspective. You're not talking about your own opinions. You're only talking about the opinions of your government. Because that's where you go. You come to, to represent. And we're the representatives of the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so to the degree that we actually represent where we came from and where we belong is to the degree that God is represented, if you will. And so there is this expectation that we would represent the kingdom. You know, Paul in Second Timothy um was uh, the whole book of Second Timothy is kind of like Paul encouraging and pushing Timothy into his responsibility and duties. And um, it, it seems like there might have been this fear of persecution and suffering because Paul refers to it a bunch of times. But anyways, he talks about, he's like, suffer with me like a good soldier does. Um, he's like, a soldier doesn't get caught up in civilian affair because he's focused on pleasing his commanding officer. You know, he's like a, a, a runner who runs the race only gets the prize if he runs according to the rules. And it's just like uh, a soldier doesn't get all entangled up, right, with just like the, the mundane. It's like they're not really, if they're on a mission, they're not really thinking about like what's, What's the next movie that we're going to go to or what's uh, this or that? The, the, the focus is on there's a mission. And so your whole attention goes to the accomplishing that mission. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this kind of comes back to that standard of living where 
knowing what it is that you're responsible for is massive because if you have no idea that you actually are responsible, um, you know, to realize your potential to establish the kingdom. I mean, none of this is void of God's presence, right. Or power, but it's just like, we've got duties and responsibilities and we have potential, but God gave us our potential, but it's our responsibility to realize that. And it's like, if you don't know that you could easily just kind of coast through life and just get sucked up in the mundane and the mediocre and the socially acceptable kind of stuff of this world. But there's a call to be focused. There's a call to be great. There's a call to live on purpose. And that call goes out to everyone, right? Nobody, nobody is void of value. Nobody's void of purpose and nobody's void of a gift. They are called to develop, define and refine and serve to the people around them. Yeah, what do you guys think? I think too, like it's important to remember like through our faith, like we will suffer. Like, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, like once I accept the Lord, like everything's going to be great. There's not going to be any obstacles. There's not going to be anything challenging. But God, I mean, in the Bible, he talks about how we will suffer and how we are supposed to run that race of perseverance, like throughout that and like how that suffering produces perseverance. Um, And even just thinking um, about how kind of what you were saying, how a soldier like he has a purpose he has a mission and he doesn't stop until that mission is fulfilled and that's what we're doing on this earth we are called to this mission um to christ's mission to his calling for our life our purpose um and our goal in our life is to not stop until that mission is fulfilled which is our entire life um until we die just continuing to push forward to persevere through it um, throughout the trials whether it be in your personal faith or whether it be people persecuting you you're called to push through that race um, and continue to fulfill his calling um, but also too like um, in that verse it was talking about how soldiers also like do things for their commander um, their commander might give them something to do and God does that for us. He might put something on our heart of, oh, I want you to go start this. Oh, I want you to go there. And soldiers without a doubt will go and do it. And we too should be doing that in our life. We shouldn't be second guessing. Oh, that might mm. be scary. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I'm truly called to being able to do that. But instead we should have that level of trust as we would a soldier to his commander to go wherever it is he's calling us or to whatever he is calling us to do. Yeah. 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 No, that's real good. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about that just in the terms of like, you know, being an ambassador, or just being a representative where it's like when you're going on the behalf of somebody else, you can almost like divorce yourself from rejection. Right. Cause you're being sent to accomplish something. So whether it's like to go to talk to somebody, or, you know, um, like, you know, you th- again, you just think about like a, an ambassador, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to make public relations. You're talking to other people of influence, uh, who are in charge of all kinds of things. And so you're trying to get the agenda. You're trying to get your agenda kind of accomplished that you have. And so you're not going to just take no for an answer. You know, you're, you're not just going to easily walk away because mm-hmm. it, this isn't about you. This is about like you were sent there on purpose so there's a responsibility and a duty and there's like a weight. So it's like, you're going to, you're not going to go back empty handed. Like 
now you're you're a person of value, right? And you you were sent on purpose because you're entrusted to accomplish this task. So yeah, it's like I'm not saying I do this very well at all, but I was just thinking about that concept where it is it is kind of fun when you think about if I'm sent, there's something to be accomplished, which means it can be accomplished. So it really doesn't matter what it looks like because it could look like a door closed. It could look like a no, but it's just like how much, how willing are you to get the result, right? We were talking about this the other day, this concept of results, you know, people like, well, you know, it's all about the journey, but I don't know if it, it's not just all about the journey. It's about the results because Jesus said, Hey, I came here to do the will of the one who sent me. And then on the cross, he said, the work is done, right? He came on purpose with a purpose and didn't leave until that purpose was fulfilled, right? If you look at the life of Paul, homeboy was on a mission. He's like, no, freaking I'm compelled. You couldn't stop me even if you tried, <laughs> right? And he's like, I'm, I'm not. And you, you know, people are like, oh, don't have big goals. Freaking Paul was after. He said, I'm going to go reach all of the Gentiles. Gentiles was the majority of the world, right? So we're talking about Jews and everybody else is a Gentile. So there was a lot more Gentiles than there were Jews. And Paul's like, I'm going to go reach all of them because this was my mission. So you want to talk about massive goals and just a buttload of action. This is this is the kingdom of heaven. I just like this is legit. Like this is like no holds bar. This is what I'm after. I'm not going to stop it until I get it. You know, people are like, yeah. oh, well, I'm just tired. And, you know, I just need a rest. <laughs> He's like, no, like you don't need a rest. <laughs> it comes from a totally different perspective. But it's just like there's there's a level. There's a high level. There's a high standard mm -hmm. that's achievable. It's not pretend. It comes from a perspective and an understanding of who we are, why we are, and where we're going, what we're called to do. And then we give ourselves wholly to it. Right. Paul talks to Timothy and he's like, um, he's talking about like in, in, uh, first Timothy, he's talking about like discharging, um, all the duties, right. Uh, of his responsibilities, uh, his gifts. He's right. He's like, you know, dedicate yourself to the public reading of, of scripture, to teaching and preaching, um, and a few other things. But he's like, give yourself wholly to them. Like, mm -hmm. this is the thing you give your life to. Right. Like a lot of like it's easy just to get caught up in the mundane where I, you give your life to a job and you give your life to just getting by or just taking care of your family. It's not good enough to just take care of your family and it's not good enough to just work a job. You are made for more than that. There's a deeper call. And that's that's the, the dissatisfaction we feel is because there's something greater to tap into. And it's only by tapping into it and getting after it that you're ever going to live in that fulfillment because we were called to something bigger, called to something greater. And there is this expectation that we would accomplish it. And there will be a time where accountability will be a real thing. But it's like, it doesn't have to take you by surprise and it doesn't have to scare you at all. Right. Paul's like, dude, I, I ran the race. I kept the faith. I fought the fight. And now waiting for me is a crown of life. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that these are the people we need to become like, we need to emulate. These are the people, these are the missions. These are like the, the drive that we need to get into, man. Like a back to that podcast with Chris Valton, you know, he's just talking about, 
he was talking about how he he just he wanted um I don't know. He was just he was just praying and asking God for like a like a new relationship with somebody who was I don't know if it was had more money than him or what what it was specifically. Um, but it ended up being he met this guy and uh, who was like a billionaire a couple times, lost it a couple times, um, was gaining it back. And um, yeah, but this guy just he thought a lot bigger. Right. He uh, he would like he, he just he proposed them this this crazy idea this guy um to chris and his team he was like hey what if we bought like one of the, like the largest um tv stations <laughs> and what if you guys ran it and um you know i he's like i know all, i know a few of these people who would, would throw down like like millions of dollars <laughs> right to, to be able to buy this thing i think we could put this deal together and do it and it's just like this totally oh, crazier level of thinking of like possibility of like hey what if we did this and here's what it would do and here's how it would impact this and that and it's just like but just this idea of getting around people who are doing big things right because um i went to a thing and this guy was he kept saying over and over he's like birds of a feather flock together right and and it's true I mean, over and over, people say, it's like, show me your five closest friends and I can show you, you know, uh, what your life will be like. You know, it's just like you, you kind of the people you continue to hang out with, which whatever you, you, you kind of come to like an equilibrium of like you probably make about the same amount of money. You got the kind of similar stuff. It's just like everything's kind of the same. Uh, similarly, it's like if you hang out with people who are broke and you're broke and then everybody's still broke and because you're all still just hanging out doing the same things that produce the same results. Right. So to get new results, you need to get into a new environment and you got to do some different things, learn some, some new information. And so just this idea of there's people who are doing crazy things. And not only that, man, it's freaking, there's a lot of people who don't believe in God, who are freaking leading the world, who are leading the world in, inventions and innovations and business and education and government right and we the people who are connected to the god who created all things my good peoples we should have a little bit of the upper hand but i think it takes a certain kind of perspective because you gotta you gotta kind of give your whole self to it if you if you want to become an expert if you want to become a leader you kind of got to give your whole self which i could I'm looking in the mirror right now, right? Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give your whole self to it. I mean, this is a no, this is that high standard, but freaking what if, you know, like what if we're the generation that freaking rises to purpose, rises to mission, rises to identity. We're the people who shine a light so big, so bright that it can be seen from the nations the nations are drawn to us and they see what we're, we're doing and their response is to glorify God. It's just like, what if because of what we do, we affect the coming of Jesus because of the amount of action that we take, the amount of dreams we turn into reality, the amount of belief we hold of what is possible and what should be. We don't get caught up in what is. We get stuck in what should be, and then we do whatever it takes to turn it into a reality. It's just like, what if, what if we became the tipping point? It's possible. 
but there's some things we're going to have to ditch in our, in our, in our, in our self image and our ideas of who we think and God is and isn't and who we think we are. And we're not, but I tell you what, man, there's this expectation that we could affect so much change that we could literally usher in the coming of Jesus. And I say, that's pretty legit. Cool. <laughs> don't nobody want to get to the end of their life and be like Frank. it's too late man it's too late to get to the end of your life and be like you like <laughs> you don't want to get it then if you get it then it's too late you want to get it now and get into it yeah i think sometimes we just need to change our perspective i think a lot of times we're always having those if only statements of if only i had more time if only i had more money if only i had more resources and start thinking of what if what if I did this? What if I did that? Um, because when we have that change, then we start to innovate. Then we start to get cr- excited and filled rather than with fear and doubt with hope. And I think once we have that perspective, then that's when that change happens. That's when we find those people and say, hey, let's go do this yeah. rather than, oh, I'm going to sit at home and think about it and wish I did it. Sure. <laughs> I think that's um, when you think about living from a place of lack instead of like we have everything we need. You know, maybe maybe you don't have all the money in the world, but that doesn't limit you from what you can accomplish. And just that concept of, um, yeah, that this that you can get after it, like that shift of perspective and even that awareness. Like I don't know, James was telling the kids this story, and I don't even remember where he heard it, but. Um, about this fisherman that was out there catching fish and he kept throwing back these big fish. And it was like this, this kid on the shore was watching and he finally came in. He's like, why are you throwing all those fish back? He's like, well, my, my frying pan at home is only so big, so I can't cook the big fish. I can only cook the small fish. But it was like such limited thinking that's mm-hmm. like, oh, obviously you could cut the fish. Like you don't have to have the right size fish for your frying pan. And so just that awareness mm-hmm. of, you know, even just that shift of perspective, because I think sometimes your eyes have to be open to what you truly are capable of or what what you really can get after. And just that concept that, um, you know, it might not look like what you thought at first or it mm-hmm. might not um, seem as easy as you thought. But like they're they're just the awareness that there's another way to get into it or there's the ability to, you know, push through when maybe the answer doesn't seem super clear. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, that was just like obviously from the outside, that's like, why in the world would you do that? Like he wasted his whole day throwing back these really good big fish. <laughs> you know, it's just that just that awareness because like what you aren't aware of, you you literally can't see. Mm-hmm. And just being able to even help other people become aware of maybe where that perspective is sh- is shifted and they're living from that place of lack or living mm-hmm. from, you know, a place of low capacity um, when really that can be stretched and pushed and expanded yeah 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 the what ifs right you want to stay away from the yeah buts but you the what ifs right the what ifs is a a statement of possibilities it's a statement of potential what could be what should be come on somebody (laughs) The yeah, buts, right? The yeah, but I don't got those kids. Yeah, but there's other people doing it. Yeah, but there, you know, a hundred other people are doing that program. And yeah, they said no, they already have somebody. Yeah. What if? What if? What if? What if? What if when they said, yeah, I already got somebody, you said, bro, 
I'm ten times whatever the freak they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you have no idea what they're doing. I'm just saying, <laughs> but so what? It's just like, what if you hard sell it? And you're just like, no, freaking that, you're that. You say no is the uh, you're making an assumption that what I have is inferior to what they're doing. And what I have is 10 times more than what they're doing. It's just like, what if what if we were so freaking sold on who we are and what we're capable of and who called us Mm -hmm. and made us so freaking capable and who is backing us and just freaking ready? Like who's (laughs) it's just like. Who's freaking going to go? Who's going to go? Who's going to go? He's just waiting for somebody to go. What if you get into it, man, and we just freaking, we go all in. I mean, what else are you going to do with your life? Freaking crap. I mean, (laughs) you just sit, look, again, talking to myself in the mirror. I mean, you just sit back (laughs) and you you dream and you live in misery because you're not doing the things you want to do. It costs, man, if freaking there's a cost, there's a cost to doing nothing. And there's a, and there's likewise, there's a cost to taking action. There's a cost to realizing your potential. There's a cost to realizing your purpose. But anyway, you slice it, man, if freaking you got to pay the piper. You got Yeah, it's going to cost you something either way. <laughs> yeah. One will cost too much and you won't be able to pay for it in the end. But still, it still costs in the meantime because you're just in such dissatisfaction, right? This is why people get depressed. They don't get depressed because you're, you're all your, I don't know, like you. Is it that it's not like necessarily that you need all this medication. It's more like this inactivity and this lack of vision and purpose and meaning for your life. And this inactivity, man, that junk will tear you up because that's not function. That's malfunction because we were created to cause this world to look like the kingdom of heaven that people think, feel and act like God thinks, feels and acts like people wouldn't think thoughts that God doesn't think people wouldn't look at themselves and think a thought that was different than what God thought. Yeah. Just saying there's this expectation (laughs) of greatness and man, if we just, if we ponied up, if we saddled up the ponies (laughs) <laughs> Grabbed a couple blocks of Velveeta cheese, <laughs> maybe some shredded, a little bit of both, <laughs> maybe some mozzarella, maybe some Mexican blend. Yep. My good peoples, we could hi ho ourselves right into the world that we dream about every day. If not us, then freaking who? And if not when, my good peoples, freaking when. As long as it's called now, then it's freaking time to ride. (laughs) My good peoples, until next time, peace.